and welcome to another episode of the Resident BJUI Podcast. I'm Julia Lane. And I'm Maria Uloco. Today we are reviewing the BJUI article titled, Investigating the Mechanism Underlying Urinary Continence Recovery After Radical Prostatectomy, Effectiveness of a Longer Urethral Stump to Prevent Urinary Incontinence. This study from Kanazawa University School of Medicine in Japan is a prospective descriptive cohort study which included 185 patients undergoing robotic-assisted radical prostatectomy. This study addresses a focused question regarding urethral length and its effect of continence. In this study, they assessed MRI-based images of the distal end of the membranous urethra to assess urethral stump length. The degree of incontinence was assessed by obtaining pad weights. The mean urethral closing pressure and the abdominal leak point pressure were also calculated using urodynamics prior to surgery and 10 days and 12 months after surgery. Patients were not randomized, but instead stratified based on subjective length of the urethral stump. They excluded patients with previous radiation, ADT, and with specific oncologic patterns and post-operative complications in order to reduce confounding factors. They did not, however, include the patient's comorbidities or note their urinary symptoms prior to surgery. The surgical technique was described at length, which is imperative in studies that aim to assess a surgical outcome. However, they did not include information regarding the surgeon or surgeons performing the case, most notably if it was a single surgeon study or information accounting for surgeon experience. The length of follow-up for the study was 12 months, which is a typical timeline that we give to patient in regards to estimation for regaining of continence. Thanks, Maria. With the methodology in mind, let's look at the results. The authors find that the distal end of the membranous urethra migrated about half a centimeter cephalid at 10 days after robotic prostatectomy, but by 12 months it returned to its anatomic position. At the 10-day mark, there is also a significant increase in the 24-hour pad weight test and decrease in the MUCP and the abdominal leak point pressure. But unlike the urethral migration, which returned to baseline, these markers improved but never returned to baseline. Nerve sparing and intraoperative urethral stump length, which were both subjectively reported, tracked how much the urethra migrated, as well as continence outcomes. While these findings were significant, the confidence intervals were quite wide, and therefore it made it a little more challenging to interpret the data. Clinically and intuitively, I think the results of this paper match what we see in practice, and therefore the results um, are believable. Furthermore, the anatomic description on the chronological MRIs is really valuable. It would have been nice, however, to see more granularity in the methodology and the results, specifically the inclusion criteria and the blinding of the outcomes assister and the follow-up of patients in order to provide readers uh, with more confidence in the results. There are several applications of this research. First, um, this type of descriptive study, I think, is paramount in helping us counsel our patients perioperatively. One caveat to this is that readers should be aware that the Japanese population with a mean BMI of 24 and prostate uh, size of 39 grams in this paper might not represent their own patient's parameters. Secondly, the research, um, this research also helps us understand the anatomy of incontinence and hopefully develop future technical innovations to prevent or better treat prostatectomy incontinence. Uh, the findings are in line with prior research, and now several studies have shown that urethral length and surgical techniques um, are correlated 
to return of continence. It's helpful that this study also provides an anatomic relationship for this to explain um, this finding. In summary, the authors objectively measured pelvic anatomy after prostatectomy based on MRI and showed that the membranous urethra migrates cephalad immediately postoperatively, but over time it returns to its orthotopic position. Um, this variation appears to correlate chronologically with the return of continence, and while there are some methodological questions in the air with this study, overall we think it um, is believable. This type of research makes us hopeful that we can figure out a way to refine our surgical te technique in order to give patients better cancer survivorship. Thank you again for listening in to this episode of the BJUI Resident Podcast. This is Julia Lane for the, from the University of Michigan and Maria Uloco from the University of Minnesota. See you next time.